Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, people? And welcome to the Everyday Hustle. The show that explores the five most important days that have changed the lives of the world's best young creators, entrepreneurs, and inventors. With new guests on the show each week, they'll be telling us their incredible stories and their everyday hustle. If you're on a journey, need some inspiration, or just want to hear from some of the best young minds around, then subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Follow us on our socials at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and ED Hustle Show on Twitter. This is the Everyday Hustle. Talking his hustle today is a man with a passion for health and fitness, which isn't surprising after his incredible journey, but now making huge strides in his career. From surviving the world of sport to survival of the fittest, it's a pleasure to have him talking his hustle today. James Middleton is in the building, bro. How you doing? Whoa, thank you very much for having me. I'm all good. Yeah? I'm all good. Good, man. Good, nice. An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming down. Um, now, me and you, we, we met, oh, well, it's a while ago now, isn't it? That, yeah. That, that, party was, that party was very, very good. It very, was, very good. It was hazy memories, but exactly, those but are the best ones. A lot has happened since then. Um, you're very, very busy. What have you been up to? So, I've been doing a lot of fitness stuff, um, a lot of filming at the moment with Unilad, awesome. uh, which is the company I'm doing a lot of TV presenting for. So, yeah, I've been running around doing all kinds of workouts, uh, posting them. You know, a lot of the stuff that I do is to help people and educate people about, you know, the different fitness you know classes you can go to yeah. and and like different opportunities that are out there particularly in london um because obviously as you know the fitness world is so big so been doing a lot of that and then um you know i'm a big foodie so. i think we all are i think all, all three of us in this room are sitting there wondering what we can have for lunch um, but so as much as I can whenever I get a bit of free time I've been doing a lot of cooking a yeah, lot of recipes and your socials if, you, if you're not following James on social media then you need to go and head over to his channel um, and, and his page and, and just have a look at, at some of the stuff that he's been cooking because honestly you're, you're, mate you're a really good it's chef good, but do you know what the funny thing is is that it was it all came from when I was younger just watching my mum cook and, really? and I'm very fortunate because my mum's always cooked healthy food but always delicious and that's, yeah. that's my big thing you know to, to eat healthy doesn't have to be boring and bland so she's always been super super creative making this yummy food and I was just sitting there I remember as like a five year old kid just watching her doing the simplest things oh, and unlike you you know I knew not to put an avocado in the oven oh why did we need to mention that why did we need to mention that um, long story cut short before we started this recording we were talking about the other day basically um, James is a big fan of avocados as am I so, so is most people nowadays um, anybody in health and fitness uh, but yeah basically Ty over here tried to cook one um, I never had one before so there it is it's out there people understand the joke moving on um, 
um, <laughs> so yeah, you've been really, really busy with that presenting stuff, uh, obviously, and, and you've had quite a bit of a, a TV time as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, big TV time. So um, in February of this year, um, went on a show, Survival of the Fittest, awesome. which, which was, you know, it was an opportunity that initially when I got approached to go on the show, I was a bit, you know, I, I ignored the message for two weeks mm-hmm. because I thought that's not me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I was working full time at Unilad and and then I thought, you know what? opportunities like this don't come around very often and these days it's not necessarily you know route one to get to the top like you've you've got to take opportunities when they come and I thought you know what I'm going to go in I'm going to give this a shout um, see what happens and fortunately you know I got to the final round of interviews and they wanted me on the show and obviously I spoke to you know my parents who I'm very close to about it and work and stuff and and it and it was actually probably one of the best experiences of my life so you know a, a lesson for me from that was take opportunities that come yeah, your way because credit, you never man. know what, what can happen exactly so you're, you're doing really well now obviously to the position that you've worked yourself into and the work that you're actually up to but um, no doubt that that journey there wasn't the easiest no shall we say it wasn't and I think you know with, with anyone's journey it takes a lot of different directions mm-hmm. there's a lot of setbacks there's kind of you know roads that you turn down that you know don't quite finish and then you go back and you know it's, it's kind of just I think adapting to a lot of stuff that happens in your life you know yeah. we I think like the, the world we live in these days it's just you know it's chaos but everyone's just trying to keep their head on straight and, 100%. and, and, and just keep yeah. rolling with it and and that's what it's been like so working to your, your way to your, your position you're in now what does the word hustle mean to you I think hustle is a word that, you know, predominantly can be overused by people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can can throw it around. But for me, it's about being true to yourself. It's about putting your head down and focusing on exactly what it is that, that you want to do. And I think an important thing and one of the biggest things for me about the term hustle is discipline you know mm-hmm. in order to get anywhere in order to follow your dreams in order to do your work you have to be disciplined and you have to sacrifice a lot of things that potentially you know in the moment you're thinking oh that'll be fun like i can go socialize here yeah. do like that but you know if you really want to achieve something and you and you can see it from anyone who's got to the top you know like the the big guys owning these big companies whoever it may be the athletes they've all sacrificed a lot just to work hard I'm James Middleton, and this is my everyday hustle. Day one, 15th of March, 2006. So this day, um, I remember I was was a a 13-year-old kid running around playing rugby um, because that was the sport that that I I grew up playing, and Mm -hmm. um, my dad was a big rugby player. So, you know, naturally, I fell into into his shoes of, of playing it, and... Um, I remember playing a school game and playing quite well, admittedly. But afterwards, there are a couple of uh, scouts for um, Harlequins Rugby Academy. And I remember one of them at the end, you know, came up to me when I was speaking to my dad and said, look, we'd really like you to trial for Harlequins Academy. And, you know, obviously as a 13 year old kid who loved rugby and looked up to these guys playing at clubs like Quinn's, I was like, wow, okay. Made it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, (laughs) here we go. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a superstar. Uh, My dad was like, chill out, James. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, obviously also quite a nerve wracking thing because I was very excited initially and like any news you get excited. And then when it, when it, when it sinks in and you're, Mm. and you're thinking to yourself, 
okay, I'm actually going to have to go and trial yeah. against other really, really good rugby players. Yeah. You know, you're 13 years old. I think I think at 13 as well, it's, it's that phase where we start actually developing like nerves because when we're younger, we don't care. You know what I mean? You'll throw yourself, you'll make yourself look like an idiot. You'll run around being, just being a, a nuisance. But, 13 is that sort of pivotal age where you're, you're coming like All right, okay cool I'm getting a little bit older now yeah and, 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 and you know you know that it's this potentially is a massive uh, career path for you mm-hmm. or, or at least a very very good opportunity yeah um, and so after that day I think it was a week later like pretty moved pretty quickly um, went into uh, the Queen's Academy you know saw the first team training it yeah. was like super serious Um you know, my heart was pumping and, and we did a full day of trials, you know, how many press-ups in a minute, how many sit-ups in a minute, wow. sprint training. And obviously you're competing against guys that one, you've never met before and mm-hmm. two are all very good rugby players. Yeah. And they're also just as hungry as you are. Yeah. Um, but luckily all the trials went well and, you know, I got into the academy mm-hmm. and it was probably one of the best days of my life, like from, from that point yeah. of growing up. Um, and, and, and from there it was, you know, for me, rugby was a very, very big part of my life. Yeah. You, you mentioned there that obviously you, you was trialing alongside these other guys. I know you was quite young at the time, but looking back now, what, what was the key thing that sort of separated you from the rest of the crowd? I think for me, it was... Of course, uh, it could have been ability. Don't get me wrong. Like you could have just stood out and just scored like loads of tries and absolutely been like an absolute worldie sure, on the pitch. Sure. But what, what was the sort of key aspect? I think, you know, like my dad said before, I remember getting out of the car. He just said to me, listen, James, no matter what happens after today, as long as you've given your very best and you leave today knowing that you couldn't have given any more, I'll be super proud of you yeah. and you should hold your head up high. Yeah. And so I had that in my head. I said, just push yourself as hard as you can go and that is all that you can do. If it's not good enough, they won't accept you. And for me, you know, I've never been one to focus on other people. You know, I wasn't worried mm-hmm. about the other boys. I knew they were talented. Yeah. You know, you, you've seen and played against some of these players. Yeah. For me, it was just about doing my best. And, and, and I think, you know, I carry that with me to today. I'll carry it with me forever. Forget about the distractions. It's just focus on yourself. Yeah. Literally. Um, now they say that that sport in, instilled in, in young people um, gives us like the fundamentals, uh, really, really crucial fundamentals in, in being able to operate on everyday life, like discipline and respect, and you know, showing up for training on time and things like that. Um, would you recommend like other people, even now, to g- just give it a go, join a team, a, a, a passion like that? Massively, I think rugby is rooted in so much of of um, you know everyday values that mm-hmm. that you know I carry today and, and with everything and as you've just mentioned you know the discipline the turning up on time the um, getting along with people that you know you may not like particularly but you're you know you're fighting from the same team yeah. it's it's that you know drive it, I think I just think the, the, the camaraderie as well Like, so I'm, I'm still best mates with some of these guys from the Queen's Academy even mm-hmm. though we're all going down different walks of life yeah. and it just shows you that you know when you're all passionate about the same thing yeah. and, and, and in the same position and you've been through the same experiences it just brings you so close together and I think in, in the world today you know it doesn't necessarily even have to be through sport that I think you know even if you're doing fitness classes and working out with other people mm-hmm. regularly you know yeah. it just makes everything more fun and and you can share the experience with other people which which is a, a very valuable kind of you know human asset about yeah, you know completely. sharing yeah, things no, absolutely sounds it um now scouted from a young age was does that apply like a lot of pressure like because be honest like like the youth of today are are given so many different like and difficult opportunities and decisions to make and it must like build up a certain amount of stress especially while trying to juggle school how did you find the balance 
I think the biggest thing for me was to take this sort of, you know, semi-serious rugby opportunity um, as as or make it as fun as possible yeah. and, and, and not kind of see it as super serious that it takes the enjoyment out of it. Obviously, it was serious because it's, it's, you know, they're, they're wanting to build you up to be professional rugby yeah, players. Yeah, but you need to have fun, right? Yeah, you need to have fun. And, and obviously, the, like, the balancing the work thing, you know, don't get me wrong, sometimes I think oh, I'm going to be a professional rugby player, you know, I don't need to hand in the set. <laughs> or, like, you know, or, or, you know, I go in after training. Yeah, I got to, I got, when, you know, Monday nights we used to train and I used to go into school on Tuesday morning, you know, James, where, where's your prep? And I'd be like, um, I was playing rugby last night. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, at the yeah. beginning initially, thing, and they were like, I don't care what you're doing, <laughs> you know, where's your work? And that, but again, that taught me that, you know, you need to, you need to balance and manage it and it's your responsibility to do that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like like anything, you can have multiple things going on, but just because you're doing one thing, you've, you've mm-hmm. got to keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it taught me again, like the word discipline, it just taught me to, to be disciplined and mature about it. Day two, 19th of September, 2009. So this day was um, a day where... I'd so I'd moved from Harlequins Academy mm-hmm. to London Irish Academy only because um, we had one of the coaches at school used to train at uh, or used to be one of the coaches at, at London Irish so it made a lot more sense to move over and Harlequins were happy with that mm-hmm. and um, the training was much closer to, to, the, to the school I was at only 20 minutes away and there was yeah. a small group of us that did it but at this point because I've been playing rugby quite seriously for a couple of years it was really in my head that I wanted to be a professional you know I'd, I'd sacrificed so much time and effort and 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 really you know played a lot of rugby and, and been through a lot that for me I was like this is my this is my destiny this is my yeah. career path and it was it was like on this day where they were deciding um you know who would who they would sign to be professional and and who they wouldn't um and again, it was quite funny, you know, f- five years later, I still had that same feeling when I was 13 and I was going in to do the Harlequins, you mm. know, rugby. I had that nervous feeling, yeah. uh, you know, I'm around, surrounded by a lot of amazing rugby yeah. players. You know, this is make or break. Yeah. And in my head, I've learned, don't ever say like, this is make or break mm. because it was break for me. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't get offered a contract no. and Honestly, I sat there and saw the other boys that did. Obviously, so happy for them. Yeah. But, you know, my whole world just came crashing down, down in, yeah. in my head. And, mm-hmm. and I was running through everything, all the hard work, all those late nights, all yeah. that traveling that I've been done, all the rugby training. And I was like, why? Like, this can't be, you know, yeah. why Why haven't I been selected? And, and, and I mean, it, that, 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 that thing there, that moment of, of rejection sort of gets you so, so low. So, so low. Um, especially, like, obviously, in, in terms of waiting for a full-time contract to go pro. Um, where did you pick yourself up from there? I mean, it was hard. Like, it was really hard. Mm. You know, I went back to school, and obviously I told a couple of my good mates that, you know, what, what had happened. Mm. And um, I just remember, like, it's just lying in bed that night, just staring at the ceiling for hours, just thinking, you know, that, like, someone's literally just grabbed my dreams and just crushed mm. them and just thrown them away. Mm. Um, and obviously as an 18 year old, it's, it's quite hard because again, you haven't really, you know, I'd been quite fortunate that I hadn't really faced heavy rejection up until that point. So this is my first big, big rejection moment in life. 
And I think naturally, you know, I was sulking for a few days. You know, I, I, my head was down. Mm. I didn't really want to speak to anyone. I didn't really want to do any work. And it was tough. Like, it was really tough. And, and obviously, my, my parents have, like, they so, so supportive. Did they keep and, you grounded and, throughout? And like, yeah. And, like, yeah. my dad, my dad's, like, my biggest role model in my life. And, you know, he gave me some really, really good advice. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, you know, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And everything happens for a reason. And, yeah. And since then, I've learned that when when you're faced with setbacks, you know you you have to um, use them the way I said. You have to use them in a positive light. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. like like like, of course, like everyone faces setbacks, right? Mm-hmm. And you've just got to think this happened for a reason. Yeah. So now I need to now I need to start believing in myself, whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. And you know, you 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 pick up the pieces and, yeah. and you get back. And and you know, I didn't stop playing rugby because I loved it. Exactly, and you're pursuing a passion. If exactly. you were to tell like young younger James, like a, a word of advice in that situation, you know, eighteen sitting there down now, um, still like obviously now looking back on the on the situation and the experience of what went happen, what would you say to him? I'd say, get up. <laughs> no, I'd say you're human. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be upset. Completely natural. Don't worry about being upset. Yeah. Don't don't fight that feeling because that's a natural emotion. Yeah, but it's not the end of the world. No one's died. No. You're you're still here. You're yeah. still fortunate. You're still a good rugby player. Yeah. This time just wasn't for you right now. Yeah, yeah. Keep going at it because you don't know. It could be two years time. It could mm-hmm. be four years time yeah. that you turn pro or do something else. Yeah. You know, keep like keep your head up and just keep doing what you're doing. See, it's those situations there, like whether it's um, people going to university and and getting a bad grade on a test paper, or or people you know trying to go for something in a job and maybe not getting that promotion they hoped for. Um, those moments there which are very very quite difficult to deal with um, and I think it's, it's becoming like that very much in modern day society um, in terms of a, a advice for those people that no matter what career it's in what would you say? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Again, people are very fortunate timing wise, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people don't ever face setbacks and they get everything they want and, yeah. and, and it comes their way. But I think it actually is such a big testament as to like defining you as a person mm-hmm. and who you are as a person having these setbacks because you're never ever going to know what it's like to really want something in life if you always get it first time round. And I think dealing with rejection people deal it deal with it in different ways but 
whether it's you know a, a pay rise in a job, a promotion, um, you know, uh, I don't know, getting scouted for a rugby team, like like you just got to find your feet. You, right? you just have to. I just think you just have to. Don't let it like put you off your track. You know, eventually, like you'll deserve what, what work you put in and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a big believer in that if you if you put in the work you know eventually yeah. it'll come out it may not it's be like now. If, if you if you wait at the barbershop long enough you're gonna get a haircut Exa- exactly exactly <laughs> I mean it's a cliche but it's so true right yeah. and um, I think it's important it's a very important thing to remember the feeling of rejection yeah. because I will never forget the feeling of being told like you're not gonna make it yeah like and and it just it kind of like feeds in you know it feeds your hunger it mm-hmm. makes you want it more exactly and and you've just got to bottle it up and 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 keep going day three 5th of september 2013 so this was you know obviously it'd been a few years since i was told that you know professional rugby wasn't wasn't your thing mm-hmm. but you know as i as i mentioned it didn't stop me from from playing rugby and and actually it's quite funny so my first choice university was bristol university and i got rejected from there and stupidly i had my heart set on it like so you didn't like, consider anywhere else like no, no obviously I, I applied elsewhere yeah. but but my mind was on bristol all, yeah, my, all yeah. my mates were going um I'd, I'd seen it. it it was you know only two hours from london because i love i love being yeah, in london yeah. so i didn't want to go too far away and I was like, I'm, I'm going to bristol there's no way they're going to reject me you know i'm, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm going to get the grades you know, like can play rugby for them all this stuff no got rejected and I was like, wait, what? You've probably thrown your yeah, consent, honestly, right? I was like, wait, what? I haven't even looked at my other choices. I was like, no way. But, but, again, everything happened for a reason. Yeah. Okay, Durham, fantastic university. Loved every minute. And actually, the rugby there was was very, was very notch. strong. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I was fortunate. I was in the first team all three years. Oh, wow. Like, we, we won the Bucks Cup at Twickenham. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was still loving playing rugby up there. But it was at Durham, which is where I saw an opportunity to to like be involved running a business okay and you know that wouldn't have happened if I'd gone to Bristol so again it's just a perfect example of if something doesn't work out for you yeah there's another door open somewhere else so while you were striving at university you came across this opportunity to start a business what was the business so it was um admittedly it was a sort of promotion nightclub business okay all right (laughs) a couple leaflets outside the queues I was that two pound Jagerbond girls (laughs) coming over (laughs) I was that idiot on the door that no one liked because because he wasn't letting anyone in apart from his mates (laughs) Um, no, because Durham's quite a small place. Yeah. And there wasn't much nightlife going on. And, no, no, no. and the thing with rugby is is it's a, it's a very, you know, hardcore. You train hard, you play hard, but then there's quite a big social scene. Yeah. And I just was so shocked talking to people. I was like, hold on. So there's 15,000 people in this one little town. And you're telling me there's two nightclubs. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, I, you know, sat down with my friend. Um like started talking about it and, and there'd, there'd already been a little bit of uh, you know work going on yeah. but you know I wanted to like fully I wanted to fully get involved and, and make stuff happen yeah, yeah, yeah. and so we started running you know one night a week and then that became two so what was the pictures that you were throwing out like what was you saying to these people so we it was it was all done on, on Facebook you know a big Facebook page set up an event yeah. exactly set up an event invite all your mates um, again like being in a rugby team it was cool because I had a big like network those boys all you know would have been their mates through, yeah. exactly and 
um, we just came up with themes. You know, students love themes. Disco, disco Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like uh, Ignition Friday, which was a hip hop night. Okay, so you know, yeah. j- just just mix it up. Yeah, and, yeah. and like people just like seeing different stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't like the same old. I mean, some people like the same old, but it, we just wanted to give some variety and. Yeah. And it was amazing because the first one, you know, like a thousand five hundred people turned up, and oh, you know, sick. there you go, you know, and and we were like, wow, you know, the messaging got out, and because, Power of be, Facebook. yeah, because because with the university, it's it's all like campus based, yeah, everyone talks to everyone, you know, it, it's like you know, Chinese whispers spreads like wildfire, yeah, you know, I could tell you one thing, and then honestly, in about three hours, the mm-hmm. whole university knows what I've told you, yeah. So it was, but that was great for the business. Great, great for, for the, the business, business, not for the social. Not, yeah, not, <laughs> not if you get drunk and do something stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who'd you kiss? Who'd you kiss? Um, but you know, and and I think again, it was playing rugby, studying. I, was, I studied philosophy, so it was quite an intense degree. Yeah. Um, but I loved it, and, and it's taught me a lot about understanding people and, and myself. But doing those two things, as well as doing the nightlife stuff super fun but you know quite hard work because obviously you know i was having to stay at these nightclubs till 2 3 a.m and, yeah. and, and and you know making sure the like cash and finance stuff yeah. and people getting paid and then getting up at 7 a.m to do yeah. the training um but again one of those things i loved it so that's mm-hmm. what that's what kept me going day four 10th of may 2017 so this day i was working at a a sports agency initially Mm -hmm. because I thought if if I'm not going to be a professional rugby player and my mind had definitely been made up at university that I didn't want to go into that into that career anymore I want to stay as close to it as possible so um, I uh, got a job at a big sports agency where you know we're looking after big brands and athletes professional rugby players cricket players Um, and that was amazing but then on this day I got a phone, no, yeah, uh, uh, an email from uh, one of the recruiters at Unilad to say, you know, we'd love to talk to you about this sports role. Yeah. And initially, I mean, kind of like everyone, I was like, wait, Unilad, aren't they the, isn't that the funny videos? They're quite huge. Yeah, like, you know. It's, it's funny how like, it's just taken shape all these Yeah, because what my, my perception of Unilad was, you know, like cats jumping out windows. Yeah, and, for real. And, yeah. Like, you know, hamsters running around cages. Anyway, so again, my approach was, you know, let's see... Like, let's just see what happens. I might as well go in and talk to them. And, you know, fortunately, I got through all the interview stages and, and landed a job at Unilad, which was very different to where I'd been working because it was a much more relaxed culture, yeah. a bit more kind of startup-y, but awesome, awesome vibe. And there I was still involved in all the sports side yeah, of the Yeah, what business. was the role in specific? Doing? So it was it was a kind of like a sports, uh, like a sports manager. So um, Unilad have got a lot of different verticals just to cut it short and, and one of their verticals is sports so they do a lot of live sports streaming and um, you know highlight clips and it yeah. was essentially just managing all of that and, and getting brands on board to, to sponsor it so awesome. quite a cool yeah. role you know again still just watching sport all day yeah um, but then then this was like a really big thing that happened so ITV slipped into my DMs right okay <laughs> that's not a bad DM to have I'm not it's gonna not, lie it's not and I thought what, I was like, well, okay, that, yeah. this is obviously going to be something interesting. So I opened it and it was, hey, James, um, just wondering, we're running a new show called Survival mm. of the Fittest, the first of its kind. And we'd love to talk to you about coming on the show. Yeah. And in my, so I read that and, you know, immediately thought, oh, that's nice. They thought of me, but, you know, I'm in this job and, yeah, yeah, and this yeah. is what it, I'm doing. It wasn't a mum, I've made it situation. I, I, yeah, no, it? honestly. And I, I, I literally read it and, Closed it immediately yeah, and yeah, carried yeah. on with my day. Yeah. 
And then I remember flicking through my DMs, trying to find some DMs that weren't just from my mum. <laughs> and, yeah. and I thought, oh, there's the ITV one again. Yeah. Read it again. And I thought, you know what? Just test I had one of those moments. I was, just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reply and yeah. say I'm, I'm interested to come in and yeah, talk yeah, yeah. because who knows what happens. Exactly. I, I hadn't told you that at this point. No. Um, I think I told my parents and yeah, you know, they, they were like, go for it. Just see. So I went in, did the interviews. It was all a bit nerve wracking because I was like, shit, this is ITV. It's quite big time. Yeah. And, and, and it was essentially like the first winter spinoff of Love Island. Um, but because of the, the title, Survivor of the Fittest and how you know the more i learn about the show the kind of boys versus girls um in these uh you know challenges every day Mm -hmm. i thought that's much more up my street yeah and again you know just open-mindedly interviews went well came back did more stuff and and then they said you have to do like you know what's your favorite pickup terrible things well first of all they have to record all the stuff for like the adverts yeah so, <laughs> so, so listen i was i was standing on this stage with this big green screen behind me doing the pet dance to like massive fans blowing yeah. like makeup on in his like, yeah. little shorts it's because you're worth it <laughs> <laughs> and like okay so just pretend there's a girl next to you and she's grinding on you and you're not interested so you had to like brush your shoulders oh my goodness and I was thinking what am I got myself into and they were like okay now you know now give us a little boogie give us a little wink a little hair flip yeah I was like, I'm so glad I'm doing this for a purpose because yeah. you'll never see me doing this ever, ever in a club. Maybe at Durham University. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, after a few drinks. But did all that. And and um, again, I, I just really enjoyed the process. It was something different mm-hmm. and it opened my eyes to a lot. And fortunately, they said to me that they wanted to have me on the show. That's crazy, man. And this, I mean, it I mean, got like quite a huge reception. Yeah, it was good. Um, and, you know, I was pretty ecstatic i remember dancing around the house yeah yeah um thinking you know this is going to be quite fun but i need i still had that thing where i was like okay i now need to tell my work what's happening yeah luckily enough i was fairly i'm fairly close with the ceo at unilad so i had a conversation with him i said look this is the deal and i was bricking it Mm because i was thinking yeah okay so you can do that but you're never coming back here again yeah but because of the nature of the company and and my relationship with him which which paid off and again, on that point, so important to keep good relationships with people. Such a credit that there's like companies out there that are so understanding. So I, think, I think there needs to be more like it, especially when it comes to opportunities. Like rather than just being selfish, um, I think, yeah, opportunities, some of these are very hard to come by. Exactly. And actually it's, it's you know, obviously they, Unilad have been amazing to me, but it's actually benefited the company quite a lot because I'm now, you know, doing a lot of TV stuff with yeah, them and, 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 stuff, and, yeah. and doing a lot of, and like driving their fitness channel, which is wicked. But yeah, anyway, so I had the conversation. The CEO was said, you know what, do it. We'll support you. That's great. And yeah. I thought, Oh, this is amazing. And there I was, I was like, I'm about to go on a, on a TV show. I'm absolutely bricking yeah, it yeah, yeah. because like reality sets in yeah. and, and I'm flying to South Africa in a week. That's amazing, man. But, it was the best experience of my life, yeah. you know, me, uh, meeting people from all walks of life that mm-hmm. I'd never meet, you know, in London, probably usually because you kind of stick to your friends, right? Precisely. And you're in, when you're in somewhere, no, you, you cannot explain it until you're in there. Yeah. When you're in there and you've got no phone, no distractions, and you're just with human beings, you go from being over the moon happy to like so sad 
and upset and anxious yeah. within the space of you know like half it's an hour e- everything's like heightened isn't it it's so like, look at, like love Island and things like that and people say you know what how can they fall, fall in love after a day well a day's like a week exactly. when, when you're exactly. away from absolutely everything else and it's just a sole focus on that things can move so so fast exactly and it, it obviously teaches you know you a lot about yourself mm-hmm. but you know admittedly I think it was like day three I might have had a little cry yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what was the result of that was, was oh, it missing mum I was oh, she wishes yeah. I mean it should have been I mean I should have said that's why um, no I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm saying this but it's because was you in your feelings no there was this girl that I liked and she she left the show she got unexpectedly voted out the show after two days and I, and, I, and I thought that was my romance mm-hmm. sorted yeah she left and and again in real life I've, I've known her for two days yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in real life I, I don't care <laughs> in there it was like you know I was like oh, I'm marrying this girl <laughs> <laughs> and she left and I went to the the, the die room it's called the treehouse and the, and the lady says um so James, you know, how are you feeling about Georgie leaving? I mean, you look pretty upset. And then obviously mm. it's like when a kid, when you're, when a mum asks the kid after they've just fallen over, if they're right, you just pause and yeah. then just burst out into tears. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh gosh, I'm crying on TV. What? <laughs> but, you know, I don't think you should be ashamed of something like that. No, you know, bro, you know. it's opening up to your emotions after two exactly, days. Exactly. And the next day I was like, right, so when's the next girl coming Yeah, in? <laughs> there we go. Eager beaver. Um, what was it like going from, you know, just like normal James everyday life yeah. on, onto something like that? I like think being watched by the nation. You forget, you you forget about you know you're you're on TV and you're being filmed. Um, but you know, I said to myself before I went on, the only thing you can do is be yourself, and I think that applies to even in, in everyday life. You know, people will like you and people won't like you, but if you stay true to yourself, yeah, then you know that's that's all that can happen. And I think at the beginning, the the public weren't too sure about me because. Um, you know, I was I was basically not doing the rounds, but I was getting to know all the girls and yeah. all the guys, and people saw that as snaky. But then, you know, after a while, the public did like me, and they kept me into the final, which yeah. was amazing. And obviously, I was so thankful in there that that people were voting for me and saving me. Um, but I just, you know, every day I just said to the guys, I was like, let's just enjoy this because it might be our last, um, and live every day to the fullest. And again, yeah. it's it's a cliche, but it's a it's a message that you know I tell myself every day, mm-hmm. like you know, live every day. Like it's your like it's your last. Do as much as you can. So day five here on the Everyday Hustle is taking a look, a deep dive into your future. Five five years into the future, where do you see yourself going? Where, where's James Middleton going to be? My dream would be to be on a big old yacht in the, in, 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 in Italy. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be there. We'll be on the one next to it. Yeah, <laughs> fl- flying off the slides. No, um, for me, okay, five years time. I think there's there's kind of three aspects. So. The fitness thing for me is is obviously a big part of my life and it yeah. has been since I've been younger and I would love to, you know, run my own gym fitness studio and, you know, educate and help people get into better shape. Yeah. You know, get like understand really that fitness can be fun. It is hard work, but, you know, it, you reap the rewards, you know, if you put the hard work in. Yeah. Um, that That would be the dream and to actually expand that you know not just uk but globally yeah. um and, and and have a good brand um and that's something that i'm I'm determined to do and is you know very much what i'm planning to do you know like from now yeah, and, and, and i'm working on um another thing is is as we've touched upon i love cooking so yeah. 
you know, to bring out a cookbook yes. would be insane. And oh, Tyler, I'd make sure it's delivered it. to your can, doorstep. Can you do like a little Thai special <laughs> on the back page? Just don't be <laughs> Yeah, the do's and don'ts of yeah. avocado. Um, and then the third thing is something that I'm actually started doing already. Okay. And, and it's, um, it's a fitness app that oh, awesome. um, will hopefully um, bring personal trainers and consumers together in, in in a kind of much more efficient way and, yeah. and not only allow um you know everyday people like me and you to have a p- personal trainer basically whenever i want yeah at a cheaper rate but also allow personal trainers to train a lot more people than they do and, and make more you know f- f- for their buck because oh, that's such a good initiative. because again yeah. you know and, and it just stems back to wanting to make it easier for people and more accessible for people to, yeah. to work out and get fit and um you know i won't give too much away now in case people try and steal the idea but <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's again it's it's a passion of mine you know the fitness world yeah. and and i think there's room to make it better for people and cheaper for people and mm-hmm. easier for people to work out so yeah. that's all very exciting and and i'm gonna work hard on it that's amazing course. man like, it seems like you're, well. you're you're one that's very much for the people yeah. um, when it comes down to those things there well i mean if you was to give three simple tips to the listeners of this show probably some of your fans would be tuning in you know what what are the three generic tips no matter what industry or profession they're trying to go into or, or success that they're, they're striving for mm-hmm. what three tips would you give them judging from your journey and your experience so my first one is to be nice to every single person you meet mm-hmm. no matter where you are in life no matter if you're um you know the cleaner to the CEO, yeah. treat everyone like they're your equal. Because yeah. for me, a, such a big thing is like the first impression, you know, that people have of you when you meet them. Mm-hmm. And, and that that can last a lifetime. And I think if you have a, a good reputation and, and a nice personality and you're nice to everyone, people want to be around that energy and, and, and they want to, you to do good. Yeah. But, you know, you also see the good in people. And, and I think too much these days is um, people try and use people. And if you're going to try and use someone for your own sake, you'll never get far. Exactly, like, it's yeah. all about a two-way thing, right? Yeah. And, 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 and it's about, like, being nice, you know, mm-hmm. like saying... And it hasn't always got to be for something in return either, does no, it? No, ex- exactly, exactly that. You know, I always think, I read this, um, this book once and this guy said, you know, walk down the street one day and just try it walk down the street one day look at someone a random stranger when they walk past you and in your head say i hope you have a really nice day Mm. and it it just makes you feel better yeah yeah, yeah. it puts a smile on your own face they they haven't even heard it yeah but but you know you're not you're not even speaking to them and being nice yeah yeah. it's nice thoughts and and i think that goes such a long way you know through Mm -hmm. through all walks of life so so being nice is number one um my second thing would be always remain humble so I think you know everyone has met an arrogant person or or a cocky person if someone's doing well like the success speaks for itself Um, I'm always conscious of people that rave about how well they're doing and how great life is and all that stuff and you're thinking if it was really that great you know you wouldn't be saying that yeah 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 yeah. just let like let the work do the talking exactly And, and I think you know I think maybe that coincides with being nice but you know if you meet a really successful person or someone who's achieved a lot and they are so grounded and humble it you just think wow like what an incredible incredible person and if they're happy exactly exactly and that kind of alludes to my third point which i'm a very very big advocate for is 
being trying like being positive yeah every single day everyone has their issues everyone has their problems mm-hmm. everyone has their good days everyone has their bad days for me if i'm having a bad day or something hasn't gone quite right i will take a step back and i'll look at i'll sometimes even write down the things that i'm grateful for yeah and all it takes is to is to is to be like i've got good friends yeah I get food on the table, you know, I'm, I'm just one thing, you know, I'm fit, I'm healthy. And tomorrow's a new day. And tomorrow's a new day, you know, not every day is going to go well. Yeah. But if you just stay positive and it it honestly just affects your mood so, so much, you know, I think as humans, it's important to deal with negativity and, Mm -hmm. and, and it's very normal to feel upset, but I think you've got to embrace that and realize that, it's not going to last forever. Yeah. And, and just take the positives. And, and I promise you, like when, if you start doing that, it does change your outlook in life. Yeah. You know, you never, you, you find yourself complaining a lot less. You find yourself not getting worked up as much about things. If you yeah. just take a step back and, and, and look stuff. what's good. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. James, thank you so much for coming in this week. It's been an absolute pleasure and hearing your daily hustle. Uh, All of you listening in have the tools for success, but it's only your everyday hustle that's ever going to get you there. I've been Tyler West. Don't forget to let us know what you think and talk to us about your everyday hustles over on our social medias. You can find us at the Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and at ED Hustle Show on Twitter. Please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to the show. This has been the Everyday Hustle, a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening. Until next time, goodbye.